Welcome to the Changemaker Podcast. My name is June Fuchs. I am a certified life coach on a quest to help vegans, changemakers, and activists level up their positive impact in the world. In this podcast, you receive deep dives into personal growth, mindfulness, elevated activism, and vegan advocacy. If you enjoyed the episode, please like, subscribe, and share it with a friend or your whole social network. Thank you and enjoy this episode. Just before we hit record, that was really funny because, yeah, we were just talking about coming like ideas coming through and channeling them through and being more productive and feeling really good about that. And I see it in your face and I feel it in your voice that I just said before, I'm catching you in a really good flow. So how about we continue that flow and you tell us who you are? Just introduce yourself. Uh, I am Azizi, and oh man, how do I describe myself? Probably as a sovereignty queen, if that's possible, to crown myself. Um, Yeah, my mission is to really be a catalyst for personal realization for people, which I think is the ultimate path to freedom. So that's who I am. And it's just the way it display, the way it, it translates, it just depends on what medium I feel like I want to use, whether it's something online in a program, whether it's something in how I show people about embracing vegan food, the way I parent, all of it is for that same purpose of self-actualization, self-realization, which mm. is sovereignty. So that's me. <laughs> yeah, I agree to that. I see you as that 100%. So vegan food, you mentioned vegan food. Question that I have for you here is you're vegan, obviously, huh? Obviously. Um, uh, you're a mother. You haven't mentioned that. You're a mother. You're engaging in a family. You are having this role as a mother to your children. And what I would love to know from you, as you are a catalyst and as you are a source of, of change and inspiration to me and other people out there, I know, I see your, your people following you and I follow you online and I really really love what's coming through so what i would love to ask you like when did you turn vegan and what was the initial idea behind it for you like why did you do that this is good so (laughs) whenever i think about my process to um, eating plant-based i would like to say for about a year maybe more I was probably a closet vegan, (laughs) if that's possible. (laughs) My every being, except for the conscious mind, got the memo and knew that this was the next step. So I would eat fully plant-based for months, but I hadn't yet embodied the, the concept of how to bring this into my family. And so I would slowly go back to cooking the same way and just, oh, well, I'm not going to make two meals. So officially, I became fully plant-based three and a half years ago, something like that. Yeah. And for me, it wasn't vegan for the animals or activism in that way. It was a completely spiritual transformation, wholeheartedly. It was when... The, um, the higher self caught up to my lower self or my, the other way around. My lower self was, I, I let go of my lower self. And when I did that, all that was left was me. 
And me knew exactly, or, or the I, not even the me, because the me was the lower self holding on to eating, but not eating vegan. But the I, the great I, the great I am, had already made that decision. But me, who was, who had, um, who was attached to the persona, was still just going through the motions. You know, it's quite autopilot. So I had a deeply spiritual experience. I knew it was coming. And um, over the course of a week, my body, my soul, my mind just completely perched all, every part of the lower self, every part of the old self. And I was locked away <laughs> pretty much in a room on my own. We had just moved to Bali about two weeks before that. And I had a massage. In the middle of that massage, it was like this woman pushed the button to no return and just opened up divinity. And I'm, as my body started glowing at me, if, if you could... If, it, if, it, if I could look at it, it felt like it was glowing. It was vibrating. And in that moment, I didn't know what was about to happen, but I knew something had changed. And the next, I went to get something to eat and it was a papaya salad. It had the fish sauce in it and it smelled like death. And I was like, wow, what, what is, you know, that's weird. It, it was over, it was instant. And the next day I woke up and I was feverish. And some people would have thought, oh, you just got a stomach bone, you just have some illness. I knew for sure that this was the washing away, the cleansing away of the old self. And for a week, I just embraced it. Every day, I could smell what my body wanted. I just smell beets out of nowhere, or I'd smell watermelon. And I'm in a room on my own, just like, oh, <laughs> feeling thing coming out of me. No food around me. Yeah, I could smell the smell underneath and in my nostrils what the body said, now you can have this, now you can have that. And by the end of the week, um, I, as I came into myself, the I, it was already, the decision was already done and everything caught up. And after that, everything changed from that point of view. And within a month, my whole family was fully plant-based. Wow. I no find that, that so, so interesting because most of the people I talk to, they come from the corner of, I turned vegan for animals or the planet or my health. And you are yes. one of the very rare people that comes from the spiritual path and just really um, growing and involving in your spirituality has led you to that point where there was a point of no return. And I love exactly. how you say that because I've experienced this point of no return the same way Yet I came from animal rights. I came from compassion. Mm -hmm. Yet compassion, it shows up in animal rights. It shows up in human rights. It shows up in spirituality. It's just a foundational law, a foundational pillar. And I am falling more and more in love how it leads us as humans into those decisions to embody in this world, in this lifetime, compassion in a way that we choose to become vegan, for example or that we choose to use our voices, raise our voices for where we see, let's call it injustice or unneeded suffering, right? And so what I would love to know from you now, fast forwarding to your eye today, um, what are you really passionate to speak up for? Like is animal rights now present in your life? And is that a topic that you use your voice for? Is human rights present? Like, if you would consider yourself an activist, what are you most active for? The law, the universal law. If you embody the laws, then uh, you are, I, for me, 
It is never uh, the things that I do is what's up, uh, what underneath it is. Mm -hmm. So in terms of it looking like activism, it may not look like activism. I'm not an animal rights activist, but I see, in, and I see, I can look in the eyes of the animal and see beyond the flesh and straight to the soul. So my, my way of activism is a continued, continual embodying of the laws, the universal spiritual laws. Mm -hmm. and, and that sovereignty, that's why if I'm anything, I'm a sovereignty activist, because if you embrace sovereignty, then you let go of suffering and you do not live a life of uh, causing suffering because you believe it is a part of the cycle. So many people who believe that they need to eat animals, they need to kill, they need to slaughter, they are still living in the illusion of suffering. Now, challenge and pain is not the same thing as suffering. Pain is information. So you don't look to cause pain, but when pain is around, there's information telling you you are in the wrong direction. You are misaligned. You are misdirected. So you do not cause more pain. So me causing suffering, me causing inflicting pain upon, upon someone is me misunderstanding the law. Mm -hmm. Pain information that is telling me that I am turned in the wrong direction. And by wrong, I mean away from righteousness. And I'm going and into my own pain. Do I understand that right? That's right. So if yeah. I believe that, because uh, it's very dogmatic, it's very religious, this idea of pain and suffering being a path to righteousness, this is incorrect. Suffering actually is because you did not acknowledge and do what was necessary when pain arised. You, you kept going deeper into pain. You ignored the pain or you, you added more salt to it. So then it caused suffering. So if you see your suffering, then of course you will not be able to look at another, whether it's an animal or human, with compassion, with love and acceptance. So you will see suffering as a part of the process. Mm -hmm. Would you say it's like a filter that comes through and it's a you're maybe not aware? That's right. If, yeah. if, you're guided, if you're guided from the idea that Suffering is just a necessary part and you do not understand what the information is giving you and that is telling you to turn around and go into another direction. You're gonna, you, that's the lens you're looking through. So all the, I, do, I have nothing but compassion for the people who still believe they have to slaughter animals to stay alive. They believe that their life requires other lives going away. That's scarcity, that's, that's lack. That's mm. not understanding. I love so, how you put that very clear. Right. Yes. So this is why I don't have a campaign for one thing or another. I am here. This is my, what I am here for. This is not to say anyone who feels this is their access. Because like you said, you came in to embodiment through animal rights, but you transcended just this zooming in and you went out beyond that. So now you're like an eagle perched on the mountain. You can see all of it. So in being able to do that now, you do not need to stand for one thing because that's separation. Mm -hmm. You're embodying all of it and it will come through in everything that you do. So yeah, that's, that, that is uh, the way that I have, I work at a, a deep self-discipline to make sure that I am embodying that in everything that I do. And when I feel pain, it is information and I get to zoom in on that and decide Am I ready 
to transcend this and do what is demanded of me to now go into a new level of self. Mm -hmm. So I, I don't do any of those. Yeah. If you look back on those moments where you realize, okay, pain is coming in again, it's time to transcend. It's time to evolve into um, a new state. I don't want to call it the stage. I want to call it the state. Mm -hmm. What initial moments have happened for you? Like you mentioned you, the, the one initial moment which brought in um, veganism as a universal law, it came through, it became the embodiment, was in this massage and somebody pushed a button on you physically and you were like, okay, here we go, that's the switch. Um, what were other things that you could describe to everybody who's listening to this that they maybe can relate and be like, oh, I've experienced something similar. Oh, I'm on a path that feels aligned with what Azizi is describing so that they can grasp on more to how do those initial moments manifest in life? Like maybe you have one or two examples that come up right now. Mm, yes, it's very somatic. So the body begins to suffer. The body is the final stage of the wake up call for you. And many people need it to come into the physical because they have been ignoring those little pain points. They push them aside. Oh, everybody is down every now and then. Oh, we all get depressed. Oh, we all have days where we're just not feeling good about ourselves. And then it starts to go and move into the flesh. So it became quite somatic. I could feel it in organs. That was because I was resisting my true self in that moment that I had already actually gone into that state, but I was still trying to keep a foot in the other one. And that foot was suffering, <laughs> that aspect of me. <laughs> a lot of people will start to feel it in their bodies, especially women, because I say this, and maybe because I am a woman, I'm saying this because women, we in general, are um, we first of all we have a cycle that happens every month that causes us to have to be in tune with our physical body in a way that a man is not designed specifically for a reason your body your anatomy is not designed the same way so our anatomy is designed this way and this is why a lot of women start to feel reproductive there are a lot of women experiencing reproductive issues right now many of them that's creation power so what is happening? You are no longer recognizing your divine right as creator. So if either if you're not thinking about creation, then you're pointing in the direction of what? Destruction. Mm -hmm. What is killing an animal? It's aligned with destruction. It's not aligned with creation. So you're going to start to, you may feel it. You may, for some people, it may need to get into their organs, ailments, digestive issues. Oh, especially, especially digestive we are eating an animal that has been suffering, that has been, and people say, oh, but it's grass-fed. Oh, it was, it was roaming free until you ended its life. Uh, you kept it trapped as a slave until that moment. Of course, that animal experienced suffering. And then you put that energy into your body, and that suffering is running all through your organs. So many people will be experiencing digestive issues. Women will be experiencing reproductive issues because you miss, you're aligned with destruction. So then you cannot create. Mm, that's so Six. specific. That's yes. so specific. That's really, really valuable. 
so digestive issues in your mm -hmm. experience and in mine as mm -hmm. well can relate 100% and to the reproductive issues I personally of course cannot relate but I love that you bring that up because for so many out there we just do not know what to look out for and we as That's you say right. we experience it and then days of depression come and becomes a normal state but it's not it's really sitting in in our body and so that you use the word somatic to describe this full body experience right mm -hmm. to really feel what's happening inside of the body and i think that that is as simple as it sounds one of the deepest practices that we as humans regardless if we're active or not you know for for anything regardless of well we're always active for something you know like if you mm -hmm. love tea you're active for tea <laughs> if you love cacao you're active for cacao because you're telling people <laughs> it's great you're always active for something at some point correct and to this bring the awareness talk about this, this is why i talk about things in terms of alignment and direction not right or wrong mm -hmm. because when we the wrong what we're saying is misalignment you're in the wrong direction and when you're going in the, the, the so-called wrong direction or you're misaligned and it's it's going further away from wholeness you should experience pain and separate because that's separation so when you disconnect of course you should feel that if i put my hand on something hot which is not where my hand should be going misaligned I should experience pain. That's information for me to stop that. Don't do that. That's going to cause pain. You keep your hand there. It's going to not just burn. It's going to tear through the skin. And that makes sense in an obvious way, right? Oh, no, don't put your hand on that. That's hot. Or you're doing it in many other areas. And so, of course, you should experience pain. And if you don't take your hand, then, of course, it's going to get worse. It's going to blister. We have first, second, third degree burns. And some of them are going to have more extreme symptoms, but it's the same reason because mm -hmm. it didn't belong in that area. It's just a matter of how you keep it there where it doesn't belong, how it shows up into the degree or the severity that it, that it uh, displays itself to you. And some of us need that. Yeah, some As of you, us need that. Yeah. Feel it and feel it That's and feel it. talk about it in stages. Yeah, exactly. Until it's felt enough. That's what I'm taking away from this talk today. Um, and it's probably also going to be the title of our episode or podcast here is um, pain as the uh, rememberer or the initiator for change. Yeah, for awareness and for change. Wow. Wow. This is so cool. Like, like we haven't hung out that much. And I'm just realizing again how fast we dive deep together because there are so many layers that have been worked through and I'm really grateful for that. So I'll hang out with you more um, because I want to keep a time shorter for this episode. I would love mm -hmm. to ask you one last question. And uh, this is not my question. This is the question of the people that will listen to you and will be magnetized and inspired by you speaking. I want you to tell them how and where they can reach out to you to be in touch with you. Uh the best way right now, I've been enjoying Instagram. I'm drawn to it. I love video. And so Instagram, and my Instagram is living, L-I-V-I-N, her wild. Easy. It's the same on Facebook, but I'm not very active on my, uh, on my Facebook group there. So living her wild, or email me at azizi at in her wild. That's 
and you probably have comments, some, you know, you can just put it in there, but it's Azizi at In Her Wild. Email me or connect on Live In Her Wild, whether messages or listening to some of the videos that might inspire. I love hearing from people what they're getting out of what I'm here to offer up. So those, those two, I think is a good, easy one. Mm, I'll put them down in the show notes for the podcast and in the description for the YouTube video, as well as in the Instagram, you, you'll find her. I yes. want to thank you so much, Azizi, for your time and this wonderful, wonderful snowball lavine of, of knowledge and wisdom. That's really, thank really you. beautiful. Thank you so much. So I'm also thank going you. to speak in a, an invite to you personally, but also to everybody else out there listening. Um, I have an online masterclass that's called the Empower Changemaker. And you, Azizi, I would love to have your energy just present because your energy is through the roof. It's so beautiful to me. Um, it will be online from the 24th of October on for however long it shall be online. And it's really about tracking and finding your inner voice, your inner power and utilizing somatic ways, body experiences to bring that up. And inside of this masterclass, inside of this workshop, I will guide everybody through a meditation and a breathwork practice that is based on my own experience. So I want everybody to leave with an experience and to leave with a new bite of knowledge so that they can implement that in whatever ways of activism you are doing out there, you know, that you can implement this new sense of confidence, of empowerment and of inner balance and calm into this activism that you're doing because it, it just makes it more tangible and aligned. And, and when you speak into someone's heart, same like you do as easy into my heart, like your language comes right in there, you know? Like when you are able to do that, then you're able to really inspire change into the world, friend after friend, family member after family member. And that is my mission. And that's why I'm inviting you into this um, Empower Changemaker workshop. Yeah. So thank you everybody for listening. Is there anything else you would uh, love to leave for everybody that has listened to this podcast or watched the YouTube video? Yeah, I would just say wherever you're at in this process, whether you've already become vegan or eating vegan or plant-based, or you are longing to transition, just allow yourself to accept where you are at as in owning it so that you can then transcend. Own it, accept where you're at with non-resistance so that you don't prolong it and turn it into suffering. Own it. And then the beauty comes beyond acknowledging where you're at. And then you can set a path to where you want to go uh, with, with ease and with support of yourself along that journey that you're going to always be on. And that also extends to people who are already vegan and really hard on themselves because of the guilt and shame that they experience in looking back at the old self. Accept who you were, accept who you are, and accept that there's more to you. There's no end. So yeah, that's it. Bless you for that. I'm just going to leave it at that. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful afternoon to you, Azizi, and to everybody else. See you soon. Mwah. <laughs>